podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Anfield Index Fantasy Podcast. Um, I'm your host this week, Tadio Chanakira, um, and I'm not alone, and thank God I'm not alone today because my team didn't do too well, so hopefully I can throw all the attention to my panelists, and hopefully they did a lot better than I did. But joining me today is um, AI regular Guy Drinkle. Guy, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, I'm happy to be a guest rather than hosted this week because I did quite well. And last week I didn't do a good job hosting because it was last minute. <laughs> no, it, I think it works out perfectly then. Um, also joining us, we have um, Jay. Jay, how, how are you doing? How did your fantasy team do? Or yeah, how, how's your week been so far? Hi, guys. Yeah, yeah doing well. So, I'm back into the Jose Mourinho mode after a couple of good weeks and shouting my mouth. I'm back to a pretty average score considering this week was a good week. And I'm languishing back in the mid-table depths of 11th in the AI League. So, yeah, full Jose is back. <laughs> At least there's someone below me in the in the league on this pod. Then I'm going to be leaning on you a lot then, Jay, <laughs> just just to console myself if that's all right. Oh, but um, I'm up to six. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Cheeky, Europa League. Fighting for those Champions League places, eh? <laughs> Guy doing his full bomb of today. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, last but not least, we're also joined by Sai. Simon, how are you doing? I'm not bad. I'm doing pretty well. I was, at, I was at Anfield over the weekend. I'm currently in Manchester, so I'm enjoying a little bit of time away at the moment. Can't, um, can't and all I had be good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, and I had a pretty good fantasy week as well it wasn't bad at all but I have moved down to fourth in the league Shri has nailed me for third so um, yeah thanks for that Shri <laughs> I'm surprised he's not here considering that news actually but um, in his absence so I'm going to stick with you and you mentioned that you went to the game did yeah. that by any chance influence how many Liverpool players you're putting into your squad this week? And then you can probably follow on to how your squad did this week. Um, in a little bit. I mean, I had I had Mo and Robertson, and I was thinking about bringing in Van Dijk for Alonso, which luckily I didn't do because that move would have been a horrible move. And but um, I also looked at Mane. Um, Hazard was who I would have removed for him, which would have worked out very well, but I just didn't. I thought that he'd be fit and I thought that he'd play, so I didn't make that move. Um, I ended up actually doing a very strange move. I got rid of um, Zamba Ang- Anguissa from Fulham. He's a 4.5, well, now he's a 4.4 midfielder, and he wasn't playing, so I got rid of him for. Um, Hoberg, who I thought would play every match, and he turned out to be ill, so I got no points for him. So it was a bit of a, it was just a move to make a, a move because I had spare free transfer and I didn't really have anything else that I could do. So, um, I ended up um getting sixty nine points overall. Um, so I just got two from Patricio, two from Bennett. 
two from one biz, six from Mandy, 11 from Alonzo. Mo got me 30 with the, the armband on him. Uh, two from Madison, 11 from Frazier, uh, two from Aguero, two from, from Jimenez, and then Arnautovic. I didn't have a third person to come off the bench with that move of Hoberg, so he got me zero, so I only had 10 people who actually played. That's always a strange one, and I think maybe that's going to be something that's going to become more prominent. Um, and then I'm sure when we go on to any possible changes you're going to be making going forward. Um, but maybe you can just quickly touch on that. Having, you know, 10 players playing, are you starting to think more of players that are going to be starting um, more so than maybe big names and rotation? Well, that that's what my plan was meant to be from last week. I think it was, I think it was just a little bit of bad luck that the person I brought in kind of was ill. I mean, Hoberg is pretty nailed on. Um, I know he's probably not going to really score a lot, but I just wanted to have a person who could at least just bring me two or three points off the bench. And I think he's actually scored once or twice, so he has that goal in him. Um, and then one, Dezaka and Bennett are my kind of other two bench players. And I'm pretty happy with that as a bench. I think it's okay. I wouldn't expect too many points, but, um, I would, I'd prefer to have a little bit more, a little bit more quality on the bench, especially now we're starting to see it's, I think, you know, Christmas is, isn't too far off and you, the cup and Europe and all are back. So, um, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'd maybe pump a little bit more money into my bench when I wildcard possibly. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely expand on that later on. Um, moving on to Jay. Jay, I know. You, you've been the resident tinkler, um, in terms of trying to <laughs> sort <laughs> out the same guy. On, <laughs> on, on, on the group, on the group chat, you're very involved, and I, I, I do pick up quite a few good ideas from you. So please tell me you had an inspired week. Um, otherwise, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about who I'm, I'm following for advice at the moment. Uh, well, the tinkler man, yeah, that's, that's a new one. I've never been called that before, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add it to the long list of names I have been called. Uh, so, yeah, this week, coming into the game week, I listened to your advice from last week's pod, given obviously I wasn't on, and I went with the much-famed West Ham uh, speech oh, that you gave out. And Marco Anelcevic, or Callum Wilson, I sat there and debated over about three or four times. I was going to make more than one change. I settled with going for Ings to Anelcevic, which didn't pay off, obviously, because he was sick. Um, so, given that, I actually finished the week on 65, given the average on the game week was 58. I've gone back to my Jose Mourinho shout of just above average and sitting mid-table. So, running quickly through my team, uh, shout out to Guy in the fact that he gave me Matt Ryan a few weeks ago and he's paid off again. I think it was 11 the week uh, previous and 10 this week. So he's done well, thanks to that guy. Um, I'm as surprised as you. <laughs> yeah, me too. I kept in Trippier. It was a no-lose situation, really. You ever had based on that game. So two points for Trippier, uh, two points for Alexander-Arnold. Uh, Cedric, I popped in from Southampton because I knew that game was going to finish 0-0. So we got seven points from Cedric. Um 
Midfield was pretty poor. I got two for Madison, two for Ozo. Thanks, Guy. Uh, three for David Silva, three for Dale Stevens, and a big 30 for me, Captain Mo Salah, and a flat forward line of Aguero to Lacazette to uh, nothing to speak of on the bench, really. A couple of points for Bennett and Juan Bissaka. So, other than the fact I got a clean sheet from Cedric and Ryan and Salah, I was literally in twos and threes all over the park, so I might have to take a step back into the shadows and reconsider what I'm going to do for next week. Mm. So I think I think you're going to come into the forefront possibly in the a bit later on the podcast with regards to what should be going forward. Um, guy, we've saved you for last. We've built this up. Um, when guys a big week, I think it calls for a celebration. Hell Tell yeah. us it was a good week. How did you do? Of course, it was a good week. God, it's me. Every week's a good week. Unless <laughs> every other week. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got 86, but I did take a minus 8. I'll, I'll go through that stupid thing I did. But uh, anyway, uh, I got 86 with minus 8, so 78. Uh, quick maths, big shock, uh, big shakiri. Um, uh, so Ryan in goal got me 10, uh, same as Jay. Um, Alonso got me 11. Uh, Schindler got me 1. He was one of my transfers in, which I instantly regretted, thus the minus 8. Um, so that was a mistake. I, I took out Taylor, which was a good decision looking at how Burnley did this week, but bringing in Schindler was probably about all. But maybe they'll get better. Um, Johnny got me 2. I think I broke Wolves bringing him in, but tough shit. Um, Wan-Bissaka got me one, he was on my bench but I'll get to that uh, in a bit Shirley got me two, he will be brought up later in the pod for obvious reasons Salah captain, 30 because he's beautiful uh, Will Hughes got me three, again I might bring him up on the transfer a bit because he hasn't been performing too well for me either since I brought him in uh, Fraser got me 11, he just seems to be um, this season's must have bargain really I think we've had People like Richarlison and, and King in previous seasons. I think Fraser's turning into that pretty quickly. I think he's got like the most big chances created in the league of them in the season. So I think he, he's a must order um, till you get him back into Dewa and break him again. <laughs> um, and uh, similarly to Jay, I had Aguero uh, poor game um, against Tottenham last night. But two, and again, I think ever, most people have Aguero because he, he's going to get your goals. Um, and Wilson up front uh, got me 13 points. Uh, good, he was a good pickup. He was one of my transfers. I upgraded Ings to him, and I went from Vardy to Arnautovic, who obviously didn't play. Got me zero. Hazard didn't play. Got me zero on the bench. Robertson was obviously uh, rested for for Moreno, so Robertson got me zero. That's why I have Schindler, Wan Bissaka, and Hughes playing. Um, so yeah, zeros all round. But no, 78. Uh, I think that's my second highest week this season, but yeah, good going for me. I think it's all greens on my league, so that'll do me. Yeah, wow, that that that's a that's a pretty good week. Um, I'll definitely trade that for the week that I had. Um, <sighs> Frazier, I, I think he he's going to be that player for me who. I'm just going to be, if I keep trying to bring him in, I'm going to be chasing points. Uh, as I mentioned before the podcast, I brought him in for the the only two weeks where he didn't score more than three points. So, screw Frazier. Um. <laughs> just bring him in before the Liverpool game, it'll be fine. Okay, yeah, I, I think I can take one for the team there. Um, in terms of my team, 
didn't do particularly well this week, I think, relatively speaking. If you look at um, the league average was 58, I got 59. I had Ryan in goal, thanks to Guy. Um, he got 10 points. And then I had Mendy, who got six. I had Zabaleta. And I'm going to stop there and say, yes, he got one, but trust the process. Okay. Um, I have to, I feel I have to defend my, my West Ham shot for players. This is not a once off thing. You will look at, um, West Ham come January. And then I think you can judge the, yeah, after the second, after their Brighton at home game on the second of January, I think then you can weigh whether or not it was a good decision, but I'm, I'm sticking with Zabaleta all throughout this November, December period. And I'm, 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 I'm confident. Can I say that with West Ham? I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping that he's going to come good. Um, and then I had Bennett from Wolves who got two. Um, I had Masawaku from West Ham who was on my bench, but obviously because Eden Hazard didn't play, he came in, he got two. I had Madison who got two. <laughs> I had Salah, my saving grace for the week, I suppose, as, as my captain, so he got 30. I had Knockout, who came off the bench and got a yellow card within nine minutes. So I think that takes talent. <laughs> um, so he got zero. <laughs> and then Aguero, two. Jimenez, two. Lacazette, two. Um, yeah, there were, there were a lot of twos, ones, and zeros going about that team this week. But surprisingly, in my main league, I suppose, the one with, um, the bragging rights between my friends group. I did move up a spot. I'm seeing. I don't know how. I'm. I'm. I'm still in first place for some reason. So that that's the only saving grace for this week. But I. I think I'm gonna need to look at this team. I, as I mentioned, I had used my wild card, but it's just unfortunate. That Aiden Hazard getting the zero and Robertson not playing. Does that change the clean sheet for Liverpool? That's debatable. But um. <laughs> Yeah, my keeper seemed to be doing well. Ryan got 10, Fabianski got 6. If I if, if I could have snuck Fabianski's points in there too, I think that would have been pretty cool. But looking ahead, um uh, as we mentioned with Sai, we, we we hinted it a bit that there is a lot of ones and zeros and people coming in, even the likes of, you know, Kevin De Bruyne have come in and he hasn't necessarily started all the games when he's been fit. Um, rotation is becoming a bigger thing. Sai, maybe we'll come back to you to maybe look to mm. expand a bit further on, on the points you were making with what you're looking to do going forward and also taking into fact the rotation that clubs are looking to bring in. Yeah, well, the, um, as I said, so I brought in a kind of a 4.5 playing player, Hoberg, um, as a way to kind of start the process with that um, and then I mean it's hard like I'm having a look at my team and it's hard to know where to downgrade to start trying to beef up my bench a little bit I mean Bennett I think is okay Wan Bissaka is I bought him for 4 million but they've really awful fixtures and it might be better to try and get like a four, maybe a 4.5 in like someone who has a nice run of fixtures um, or possibly even do something really boring like bring in someone for Hamer and get like a better backup 
goalkeeper rate. I don't think that's so important. But yeah, it's tough. To, it's tough to know um, where to spread the money because I'm pretty overall. I'm pretty happy with my team, but it's quite heavy at the back because I've got Mendy, Alonso, and, and Robertson. So I've got a lot of money at the back, which is why I've kind of got a few think players like Madison and and Jim and Nez for me are my two major problem areas. I think they're they're not really doing very well, but they're quite cheap, so it's hard to find a good replacement for them. But I mean, maybe I could then grade one of them and try and put a bit of money. I'm not sure though. Yeah, it's tough. Hoberg maybe was a bad buy, but I was just hoping that he'd pick me up a couple of extra points every week. And I suppose with a player like Hoberg, um, Southampton have been doing quite a lot of normal draws, so you could always mm. kind of maybe hope for the three points, you know, just to, just to keep you taking over. Yeah, that was kind of the plan. Yeah, um, I just think that it's it it's I think it was just very bad. Look that he that he missed out the the one time that I had three people who didn't play, but I think Hazard should be back, and Arnautovic. I'm not sure what's happening with him. It seems to be kind of a long term injury that he's had for a while. It's something to do with his back, I think, is it? That he's been kind of in and out, and he's I been so, fit yeah. and not fit, and so he's a tough one. I think if you own him, um. You're probably going to expect that he's going to miss out on a few of the matches, but they've got a really nice run of fixtures, so it's hard to get rid of him at the same time. Yeah, definitely. And bringing guy, bringing you back in, um, do you see it as a specific area of the field in which you can look to save money? Um, as we've mentioned, it's it's pretty. It's pretty key throughout the season, looking at the Alonzos, the Robertson, the Mendys. Maybe their assists and goal scoring hasn't been as extreme of late, but they do tend to be the three that are keeping the, the clean sheets, and then they've got that potential. So if you're going big at the back, um, and then obviously you might want to go big at the front because there are definitely a lot of options in terms of the Agueros, the Lacazettes, the Aubameyangs, uh, maybe uh, you know strikers that are firing. Where, where can you see people maybe you know getting value for money from the cheaper players? And is it probably that midfield that people can get some value? Um, I think it's a mix of midfield and and the front line. Um, because I think most people have one good striker. I think Aguero is probably uh the most commonly owned. I'm not sure about that actually factually. Um actually yeah, about fifty one percent. Fifty yeah, that's probably that's probably up there. Uh, and the thing is Aguero his fixture list don't really matter unless it's Liverpool away because he, he's cursed at Anfield. But other than that he seems to score everywhere. So I think you can keep Aguero on that that set. But other than that you've you've got quite a lot of options up front. I mean we went through them last week when we were trying to um Compare Fulham, but Fulham players, weren't we? And we're looking at Mitrovic alternatives and Wilson's one. He's only six and a half mil. Arnautovic is only seven mil, and fitness is only his his only problem because when he plays, he tends to score. But yeah, I think midfield's probably the key one. I mean, 
Fraser, as as we said um, when we were going through the points, he's five point nine, but he's, he's one of the most creative players in the league, if if not the most creative player in the league this season. So he's far, gone up so, to six point one. Is he? Okay, I must, yeah. have, brought, I must have brought him in at five point nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, he he's still relatively cheap. Um, I'm looking. Well, I've I've got Shirley who I bought at five point nine. I'm not sure what he is now. Um, if he's still that same, he he's done all right for me. Um, but there's there's definitely all there's always value in, in midfield. I mean, just looking, I'm just looking at the point in midfield now because I'm I'm having a I'm having a little uh, tinker now um, with my midfield. But Pereira's there with six point five, six point four. Um, Sigurdsson's only seven point four, and he's quite dependable. He, he's he's obviously an F, um, an FPL legend. Probably someone who will bring up later is maybe a bandwagon jumper uh, looking at you, Jay, in, uh, in Ross Barkley. Um, there's, there's always options in midfield. There's always that surprise option. And maybe Fraser's this this year's one, but there's definitely some others, um, possibly at bigger clubs, who are a, a, a bit of a surprise. But yeah, it's, it's always midfield. And I think the lower, y- your middle tier of attacks, always there's always value there. you just got to pick the right fixtures and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, I think you you definitely have merit in in what you're saying, and it, it seems like defense. Um, maybe we'll bring in Jay there. Am, am I right in saying defense? You sort of need to have at at least two of the three in terms of Mendy, Robertson, and Alonso, or do you have neither? And and also maybe looking at where you're looking to save money. I have none of those three. Um, wow, okay. I've got Trippier, uh, Trent. Um, oh, sorry, Wambasaka, Benes, and Cedric. So I tend to go with the gamble of Trent, which I may uh, transfer in a couple of weeks or so. Trippier usually starts in the league for Spurs. Trent hit and miss with Liverpool, whether he starts or not. And then I usually just go with the back three. So I look at who's got the most viable fixture from Southampton, Wolves, and Palace uh-huh. in terms of who's going to get me a clean sheet. Um, this week obviously it paid off with Cedric previous weeks it's paid off with uh, Bennett obviously Wan-Bissaka is in a bit of a hellish run in terms of their opponents so he's like my last sub um, so obviously he's not seeing any game time unless it does become to a game week like this week and you know, there's a lot of zero point scorers because of injuries and illness and so on and so forth but looking forward um, as we've done in the previous weeks Looking at runs for teams and teams to maybe jump on and maybe teams to avoid. Obviously, you mentioned West Ham last week. Now, I'm going to throw it out there uh, for this week as two teams to avoid and two teams to maybe look out for, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay, so I'm going against the grain here and teams to avoid. Uh, first one, Bournemouth. Now, before everyone shoots me down, let me just run through their fixtures over the next 10 weeks. Manchester United, home. Newcastle away. Okay, they should be okay. Then they've got Bournemouth, uh, Arsenal at home. Man City away. Huddersfield at home. Liverpool at home. Wolves away. Brighton at home. Derby. Spurs away. Man United away. So, our team's now going to come to the point of A, figuring them out, and B, they don't have a huge squad. Is someone going to get an injury and maybe if their rotation doesn't work. So that's one to bear in mind uh, for the future. Um, another team that I was looking at, I think, was Wofford. 
and they are one that I should maybe tip to get on top of, given their upcoming fixtures are the next two away at Newcastle and away at Southampton. Both teams struggling to score, struggling for form. Watford seem to have got the mojo back uh, last weekend. They were pretty impressive against Huddersfield. Um, going into December, their only uh, purple and pink fixtures are Liverpool at home and Man City at home. And given the way they play, there could be goals in that game. So recommend any forwards or midfielders from them. Obviously, Pereira is uh, quite hotly um, owned by a few people, as is Will Hughes as a bargain midfielder. And then slipping back into teams I wanted to avoid. And my other one was, I think it was Fulham. Yeah, obviously, we all know the trouble they're in. Um They've got the magical fixture of away at Huddersfield this week, but then travelling to Anfield, travelling to Stamford Bridge, travelling to Old Trafford all in the next six weeks. So if you've got any fallen players, I think Guy mentioned earlier on it was Shirley. It's time to jump and avoid to think on any fallen players because yeah, I think clicked, the bu- I've literally just clicked off him because you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I think the trap door might come as well on Jukanovic. Um So yeah, they're my ones to... Uh, avoid team-wise and uh, maybe players to look at. And one player, maybe just to throw out there, there's the luxury De Bruyne. Um, obviously, he's back to fitness now. We played again last night. He played in the last two games in Europe and uh, the week before. He's 9.8 at the moment, and he's only selected by 5.2% of people. So given, obviously, we all know the chances are Man City of going to rack up a hell of a lot of points and goals across the season. Um, they've got a nice run of fixtures over the next few weeks. Home to Southampton, home to Man United, away to West Ham, home to Bournemouth, away to Watford and Chelsea, home to Everton, home to Palace. Uh, it goes on up until they face Liverpool on the turn of the year. So I would imagine if you are looking to get in a luxury midfielder that isn't Salah or isn't Hazard, that could be your man, De Bruyne. And would you would you look at um, does it play a factor how slowly he's being integrated into the city team? I mean, maybe they're not as fluid without him, you know, firing at all cylinders, but they seem to be grinding out the the results. Is is Pep going to be patient with them, or is it just because it's Pep? We just genuinely don't know. Well, with Pep, we don't know anything, do we? Except the fact that he likes to tinker more than I do. Um, <laughs> so, I give the fact that he's at home in his next two fixtures, Southampton this weekend, I imagine De Bruyne will start, and then obviously it's the Manchester derby, and De Bruyne being the big player that he is, I'd imagine he is going to start these next two games. It obviously raises the issue of uh, Bernardo Silva. He came, came into, obviously, De Bruyne's position, over the past uh, two months and uh, the two times that he's been substituted I think it has been for Bernardo Silva and obviously he's, he's having a pretty good season himself and it's a case of do you gamble on De Bruyne do you gamble on Bernardo Silva but then I suppose all Man City players are the gamble except for probably the back line um, and Aguero so it's one that's just probably to keep an eye on over the next couple of weeks, but maybe with Southampton at home this weekend, it could be the game week that he sparks back into life. And is it time to get onto him now before everyone else does and his price rises 
high of the 10 million mark. Yeah, it's definitely some, it, and I think he's definitely someone whose price rise will rise pretty quickly if, you know, if anything happens on any of those games. And you look at that Southampton game as quite a tasty fixture for him. Um, I want to, I want to bring Sai in. Sai, would you look at maybe the potential of a Hazard switch to De Bruyne? Um, obviously Hazard has been, you know, firing on all cylinders this season. But there is a hint of a different pathway with which um, Chelsea are looking to attack. Obviously, Ross Barkley coming into the forefront. Could their could their goals be shared on and maybe assists be shared a lot more, which would reduce the the not importance but reduce the mm. fantasy importance of of an Eden Hazard. Yeah, it's definitely possible. Um, I just think they've got such good fixtures that um, I just don't think I could lose them for the next three. It was, it's, it's why I kept, like, I was, I was fairly certain that I was, that I was going to sell, um, Alonso last week, but then I just had a look at the fixtures and the fact, but I mean, Hazard was on absolutely fantastic form, but the, there's a lot of people who were, who were predicting that he might start to drop off a little bit. So, I mean, it would be a very risky move. I'd be more thinking about, Getting of downgrading maybe maybe Aguero and bringing in either De Bruyne or Sterling, but he's a he's a really really kind of hard one to pick because he's not he's not being played for the full ninety minutes, but he's still doing very well points wise. But it's hard um it's hard to trust him with the with the armband when you know that he's going to be taken off with about maybe 20 or 30 minutes left of the match whereas I think it's going to be most of the times Sterling or or De Bruyne will play the full match and um, I think this I think Sterling's been benched twice and he and he hasn't appeared off the bench so that's a so that's kind of a nice thing Um so that's probably what I do if I wanted to bring one of the one of those two in. But I mean, the other issue with De Bruyne that I have is that last year, uh, Bilva wasn't really on top form, and now that he's starting to play in that middle role a lot better, I don't know if we'll see a lot more rotation between the two between Bilva, Dilva, and De Bruyne. Yeah, and, and I think also if you look at the age of David Silva, obviously it doesn't look like he's slowing down, but the natural replacement is uh, Bernardo Silva. So if you can, you know, integrate him into the team whilst Silva is still on top, it would be quite a nice transition for for City once he leaves. It's quite a scary thought thinking about that. Um, and then I'm going to bring Guy in with uh, just some final individual players. I know you've given the Ryan shot and I might be stealing the, the specific player in, in in Ryan that you might be wanting to make people aware of, but is there one player, and then we'll just go down the line, is there one player in particular that you think people should be looking out for? And then, I don't know if you want to, if you want to add a player that people should be running away from as well? Ooh, in terms of Looking towards, um, it's a tough one. I mean, Pereira's in very good form for Watford. 
Um, but we've we've seen this season already. He 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 tends to score in bunches and then does bugger all for a few weeks. Um, but I think uh, Jay mentioned it that Watford have actually decent fixtures, so Pereira might be the one to bring back in. See if you can capture what's the saying, magic in a bottle or whatever it is. Um, for the next couple of weeks at least. Um, in terms of ones to avoid, I, I know I know. Um, we kind of already mentioned it with Fulham, but. No, I'll, I'll scratch that. I think Fulham you can get away with for a week. But in terms of ones to avoid, hmm, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Let's have a look. Don't say Zabaleta. No, um, <laughs> no. Well, I've just I've just caught the fixtures there. I think Crystal Palace. Uh, I think other than Juan Bissaka, who's obviously still um, with Bennett, the cheap option at defence. I don't see who you could own at Southampton. Uh, no, I was going to say Southampton. I don't see who you could own at Crystal Palace other than Juan Vasaka who'd do any good. I know Zaha can can get you the goals and stuff from even in, even in the big games, but just just watching them play, they got a penalty with Zaha um, at the weekend. But other than that, they just didn't really do. I know Townsend missed a sitter, but Zaha other than winning penalties or whatever, they just didn't look like a threat in front of goal. And if their forward line is going to be Zaha and Townsend with AU, I, I, I don't see how that's threatening at all. So, yeah, I'd completely avoid Zaha. That'd probably be my shout. So, watch him go get, like, three goals. <laughs> <laughs> I would mention, Guy, that on the other player you probably missed off from Palace is Milabojevic. Hmm. Kevin obviously his penalties and Zahar, as you said there is ten to a, a fallen tree. Obviously goes down pretty quickly as well. Uh, so he could be the only other player, but at six point one million there's a lot more value midfielders around Jeez, in the that's game. A lot for a DM. Well, I did have him last season in my team and towards the back end of the season he did it quite a few penalties and yeah, they kept quite a few clean sheets as well. Obviously, struggling the way towards safety. Uh, so I think he did have a few good game weeks, but obviously they've looked at that over the summer and racked his price up. But he probably did start the season around about six million, so he's mm. only just gone up to six one. But that is probably the only other player for any sort of value at all in the in the Crystal Palace squad. And as you said, given the fixtures, I wouldn't be touching him with a barge ball. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think some people have Tompkins. I know a couple of people have Sacco and stuff like that. But they are good players. But with their fixture list, it's just a absolute no go. I mean, I'll, I'll go through them just to to uh, illustrate. Chelsea away, Spurs at home, Man United away. That that's pretty damn awful. Yeah, I, I don't think you can. Even the one Basaka thing, you know, you can't surely be expecting a clean sheet from any of those. But I suppose maybe if, if you were one of the players that brought him in at the 4.0 price, you might just want to keep him. You never know if he could sneak another assist, uh, this season. Um, maybe we'll, we'll jump to Sai and then we'll, we'll end off with Jay. But Sai, is there, are there players, specific individual player that you're thinking, people should keep their eye on and then maybe someone that people should be running away from? Well, it's a bit of a strange pick, but I've been looking at Martial. Um, now, I know that Manu have been pretty poor, but he's got 13, 15 and 9 in his last three. 
and they weren't particularly easy fixtures. I mean, Newcastle at home, uh, Chelsea away, and Everton at home. I mean, they're. I think that's a pretty high points return, and if he's nailed on, um, he could be worth picking up. Um, he's only, uh, seven point four. I mean, I guess it's quite. It's kind of it's a bit of a awkward price range because there's not a lot of other people around that price so you you might be away if you're trying to make a bit of money if you're looking to downgrade one of your midfielders it's um it's quite a risky pick and i'm thinking about it but after hearing the lads talk i think that Pereira might be a better midfield option and he's less expensive and he probably and i'd say he probably offers more threat and he's nailed on but um so i just think that marshall is worth watching to see if he's finally nailed down a spot in that team and then the player to avoid i it's probably one of the players i own myself in madison who has really nice fixtures and i bought i bought him in around three weeks ago and i funded the move by getting rid of Wilson, so that's been a really, really bad, bad uh, punishment for me. But I just thought with those fixtures, and he seems to be like he probably is the best player, not the best player, but the most influential player at Leicester. But I just think he's playing quite deep. He's not really, they're not really creating enough. Um, and I think I'm going to move him on, even though he's got a nice run of fixture. So it'll probably be Pereira if I want to play it like pretty safe or I could go crazy and go for Martial. I think the Martial shot is quite an interesting one. And, you know, he might be having, you know, the difficulties with his contract and whether he's going to renew or not. Um, I think United definitely have an option to extend it by a year. So I don't, I haven't understood why people are getting so excited about him being a free at the end of this season, um, unless maybe he can negotiate with them in that sense. But I do think he seems to be playing well, you know, irregardless of his surroundings. And I think when you've got a player like that, that's playing in a good groove in a team that's not necessarily playing, you know, as well as they would want to, it does seem like the ball is going to end up a lot more with him. Sort of just give the ball to the player and form and, and hope that he, he does something. And if you look at how Alexis Sanchez has been sort of, you know, frozen out of the team and Martial has been given that role, I think, I think that's a decent shot. Um, I'll come to you, Jay, with regards to, you know, players to watch, players to look out for. Um, one player that was mentioned as well by Simon was Madison, and he's a player that I have in my team and was, you know, very keen to bring him in considering his fixture list. Um, are, are there players similar to that sense that you're now maybe regretting bringing in or wondering if there's better options out there? Yeah, to be honest, I've had Madison from uh, maybe game week two. If I take a after check, uh, but. Yeah, he was a player that I got on pretty early into the season because he started off pretty well. So, um, and I kind of stuck with him. And a few weeks back, I think I mentioned on the pod I was going to go for the uh, Madison and Vardy link up. But 
that hasn't really sparked over the past few weeks, and it is somebody I have been looking at as he is uh, seven million. I think I've I've got him in at the price as at the moment. Um, so he is somebody who's holding down the place in midfield, but he's only barely picking up a few points over the past few weeks. Uh, I think over the past few game weeks he's uh, chipped away with um, quick look here uh, two this week. Uh, the previous week it was two. Everton too, yeah. So past three game weeks, he's only accumulated six points after the previous three weeks before. That was an eight, eight and a six. So whether he's just actually finding the pace of the league a bit too much for him or whether it's something else that's stopping his game, the way they've changed system. I've got to be honest, I've not really took much notice. But as mentioned there by side and yourself, the fixtures coming up at Cardiff, Burnley and Brighton, it's a gamble of do you stick with them or... The jump ship now. Um, one of the options I threw out in our WhatsApp group this week, or the past day or so, was uh, potentially switching Madison and Ozil to the bandwagon players of Barkley and Martial. Um, and Guy shot me down pretty quickly. So I don't know whether to listen to Guy or whether to listen to myself. And I don't really I know what to do. Well, that's it. I mean, I've only taken it on the pod and face value. That's a daily problem. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really say much else on that one. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm pondering this week. Um, I don't ideally want to take a minus, um, but I am looking at potentially at least one change in the midfield. It could be Madison and, dare I say, David Silva, because I think, as we've mentioned there in the previous with De Bruyne, could he be part of Pep's rotation to keep Bernardo in? Could David Silva drop out? Just a thought. Um, and how long is Lacazette's goal streak going to go on? Obviously, he didn't score last weekend. Aubameyang is scoring. Will Emery look to switch around and maybe start Aubameyang? But then it's a 1.5 price hike. Um, so, a lot to think of a lot to ponder. Um, I'd say my only advice for this week would be to look at teams with streaks, obviously coming into the busy period. Obviously, we've got an international break coming up in a, few, in a few weeks, but I think Watford could be a team to look at if you can afford a couple of Man City players. And if everyone wants to listen to your advice on West Ham, I'm not, I'm not going to take anything else other than an Alcibich being sick. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a lot to think of, and I mean, I've obviously given what's going on over the weekend and stuff like that. It's it's kind of football's been put to one side for the past few days, and it will address it probably Friday. Uh, so, yeah, that's all my real advice is on this week's transfers and changes is put it to one side and get the week out the way, and everyone just take a step back in life and look at the perspective, and then come back to it on Friday and it's only the League Cup this week we can sort of bypass that obviously we're out of it yeah definitely and I think that's a very good time for us also to just uh, share our condolences to you know um, the family of the families and friends of those that who were involved in the helicopter incident at Leicester City um, obviously very very tragic news when when everyone heard about it and it's just sending our thoughts and prayers to the family and friends and also to Leicester City as a club. Um, you know, it's, 
unthinkable to to lose such such a a great man who you know he brought something that I don't think anyone could ever take away in in a Premier League title and it's not just about on the pitch um you know off the pitch the man that he was and um yeah I think from our podcast from AI as a family we just send our thoughts and you know uh, Leicester City you'll never walk alone um and then I just thought, you know, we could end the pod off there. It's, um, it's been good to ch- uh, catch up with you guys this week. Uh, hopefully come Friday. I, d- I don't think there's, are there Friday fixtures this week? No, no it's, probably. It's, okay. No. Saturday, Saturday 12.30. There is a weird, there's a weird lay fixture on Saturday at quarter to eight. Wolves and Spurs. Oh, yeah, the Wolves and Spurs one, yeah. But Saturday, 12.30 is the first kickoff. So like you, like you mentioned, Jay, everyone's got until at least Saturday, what, 11.30 to get their teams in by. Um, yeah, yeah, 11.30 this week. Yeah. And then also I think team talks would be quite crucial heading into these busy fixtures with the rotations. You want to listen to what the managers have to say. Some players have, you know, niggles coming in into some of these matches. Um, so it's just paying attention to that and maybe looking to make your benches a bit stronger than, than you had in the past. I think I mentioned this week, a lot of my players, you know, Robertson, Hazard, okay, knockout played nine minutes, but, um, <laughs> and got the yellow card, but I do think there are a lot of players that are going to be rotated that are going to get those noughts and it's going to require people coming off the bench and, and, and you want to have people that at least, you know, are contributing. So, if you look at fixtures, the likes of Brighton, Huddersfield, Leicester are currently ranked as the, in inverted commas, more favorable fixtures heading forward. Uh, Brighton have Everton away, Card- Cardiff away, Leicester at home, Huddersfield away, Crystal Palace at home over the next five. Huddersfield have Fulham at home, West Ham at home, Wolves away, Brighton at home, Bournemouth away, and Leicester have Cardiff away, Burnley at home. Brighton away. I mean, yeah, Brighton away, Watford at home, Fulham away. Um, so if you look at the indexes for fixture list, they are the most favorable. And then maybe just look at the bottom two. Southampton have the hardest. They have Man City away, Watford at home, Fulham away, Man United at home, Tottenham away. And then Arsenal have Liverpool at home, Wolves at home, Bournemouth away, Tottenham at home, and Man United away. Um, but I think with Arsenal, if you've got their forward line, yes, they'll lead goals in defense, but I think their forwards will still score. So from a fantasy perspective, it won't really matter for, for you whether they're conceding as long as they're scoring. But, um, I think that will do it for us today. I'm going to come to Guy. Guy, do you have any plugs for this week? And maybe you can throw out your Twitter handle for, for abuse if Mesut Ozil doesn't <laughs> back some points again this week. Well, that'll be a good thing because we're playing away playing them, so that'll be all right. Um, but yeah, ju- uh, just face off for me this week. I think uh, one up is on a Red Dead Redemption break, um, so that might be the week after this one, I imagine, um, unless we're still playing Cowboys um, at that time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just face off for me and anything else I'm involved in. Uh, I produce the main pod. Uh, we want to push that a bit more as well. But uh, any anything and everything will be on at Guy Drinkle, which will obviously be tagged with the show. 
Perfect. Um, for you, Jay, any plugs this week's? Uh, no, but I will say taking off from I think one one you said last week. Uh, part of the week, um, if you aren't on the AI Pro side, uh, question what you're doing again. As always, should be subscribing to that. If not, take advantage of the free trial. Uh, under pressure was really good this week, and some of the facts, figures, stats, and numbers coming out from uh, Gags and the fellas on that uh, regarding. It looks like we might be getting back into our stride and with obviously the XG and uh, our attack all scoring over the past couple of games. So that's my plug for the week and part of the week was UP on AI Pro. So if you are involved, take advantage of the free trial. If you're into your stats, then that's your show for you. And if you want to catch me on Twitter, it's at jreed1987. Obviously, it'll be on the uh, pod uh, tagline as well. Thanks. And for you, Sai? Yeah, I did uh, the film pod uh, for Star is Born. That was out last week. It was the first with the new host, Jessel, uh, uh, and it was a lot of fun. I did that with Luke as well. Um, and I'm on Twitter at Hefty Horse. Oh, perfect. Um, from me, I think, Jay, you've stolen my pod of the week, but... Um, <laughs> Sorry. Okay. No, I, I did have a backup just in case. Um, but um, in terms of pod, pod of the week for me, I think was the AI Writers Pod. Um, it was titled Fabinho, and obviously the panel discussed Fabinho, you know, his performances and how crucial it was, Wijnaldum being alongside him and, you know, whether he's going to be able to play with the others. And then also they discussed the sort of, in inverted commas, crisis that was happening with the with the front three. Obviously, the last week has sort of quashed that a little bit. But in terms of before, what people considered was the the crisis. Um, and if you want to throw abuse at me with regards to the West Ham thing, like I said, wait until the second of January. But if you do want to throw it at me before then, then my Twitter handle is at the Ace of Nave Seven. Um, once again from us thank you so much for joining us um, we love you guys we appreciate your listening your comments and your feedback and join us again next week take care Podcast Network.